Hi, and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, co-founder of Beauty and Purpose, where we help you discover your beauty inside and out, embrace your uniqueness, and walk in the fullness of who Christ created you to be. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to come to you this morning. I am just so excited and I am just thankful for who God is this morning. He is a way maker. He's a promise keeper. He's a healer. He is a mind regulator. He is the lover of my soul. He's a prince of peace. He's the author of our faith. He's the joy, our joy and our strength. He is a, a keeper of those who want to be kept. And so I just want to encourage you this morning. I want to come into part two of prayer, the power that's in prayer. And y'all, I just, I'm going to be very honest with you. I just got out of prayer and I'm, I'm feeling very overwhelmed. I'm, I just feel like I could talk to you all for days, but I know I can't. So I'm just going to keep it short and to the point. But I want to talk about part two, um, which is a desperation and a the desperation that's the desperation that is needed in prayer. And I want to talk about how prayer even guides us, how it guides us. But I, I just think about how as we draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to us. And there's some promises. And y'all, you know, I like I said, this is something that's so on me as far as prayer, what it means to our life when we pray. I feel like the people of God have just put down one of their biggest weapons, one of their biggest assets, and that is the power that is in prayer. And so I want to let you know that even in prayer, there is a desperation. And I think about, um, I literally was thinking about, like I told you, we went to a conference and it was saying in the conference, it was being desperate for Jesus. And I thought that was such man, really um, symbolic of where I am in my life. Because I think about there is just that title, but y'all, as you become desperate, I, I wanted to kind of give you in the natural, you, you know, when you think in the world or even just, let's just say in, um, dating or just anything, desperation is not a place to be. You know, you, we teach our children, you, I mean, you don't want to be desperate in a relationship. You don't want to be desperate just period, because it, it can be such a vulnerable place, a place where somebody can take advantage of you. You know, when they know you need something real bad, well, what, what levels will you you go to to get what you need. And sometimes people will take advantage of that. But in the spiritual, y'all, it's such a right place to be desperate is a is rich soil for for supernatural intervention. When we begin to get desperate in God and get desperate to till we say, God, I'll be still. Lord, I won't eat. Lord, I won't move. I won't. I'm desperate for your voice. I'm desperate for your hand upon my life. I'm desperate for you to move in this situation to the point that I'll stay before you. I'll come in your presence daily, momently. I I won't eat. I'll turn down my plate. I'm gonna be still because I'm desperate for your hand. Y'all something happens when we get desperate. And so I want to encourage you this morning, get desperate. Are you needing something from God? Are you feeling that he hasn't heard you? Remember what I told you? Um, I, I think about Elijah and it says that Elijah in that verse, it, he was just like us. There was nothing different about Elijah, but Elijah realized the power of prayer. He realized what it meant to travail. He realized that God heard his voice. And it said that when he called out to God, there was literally the Lord answered and 
the drought was over. And so, y'all, we he, God is not a respect of persons. We have to begin to read this word and realize that the word has to come off of pages, that these are stories to encourage us. These are stories to move us. These are stories to cause us to pray and say, God, just like Elijah went up on the mountain, I'm coming up on the mountain in my home. I'm on this pillow. I'm on my knees on the mountain saying that I'm desperate. I need the drought of whatever to, to cease. I need to hear your voice. I need you to pour down rain. I need provision in this area. God, he will be a healer. Maybe someone is, you're listening to my voice and you're standing in need of something. Maybe cancer has stricken your body, has stricken your body or Maybe you're just diabetic or you, but let me tell you that God will be a God that heals. He can restore the blood that was shed on Calvary. It flowed down from his side. Y'all, that's the same blood that is being shed for you right now in the name of Jesus. I want you to know that he's a God that hears you, that he changes. Listen, when we begin to call, he said, I will answer. And so he is the God of Elijah. He is your God and he will respond. But if no one is calling, if no one is asking for miracles, if no one is saying, God, be the God of Elijah, just like you parted the Red Sea for Moses, I need you to make the path clear. I need you to open up a way and show me how to walk. Y'all, then he won't do it. And so that's, that is to be desperate is such rich soil. It is such a uh, to have a, a desperate cry is I'm telling you, God will meet you. And so I want to encourage you this morning to get desperate. I want to encourage you this morning to cry out to him. I want to encourage you to wait to say, God, I'll sit here until you answer. I will not move. I will not make my own way, but I am going to wait for you to open doors. Y'all sometimes in just being still is our blessing is our miracle, but we are so always wanting things to happen. We are always wanting, okay, well, you didn't move fast enough. So let me have, let me go ahead and help you. But sometimes you got to just sit yourself down, sit down and begin to praise him, sit down and begin to get in the word and, and remind him what it said. Your season might be to just sit sit and talk to him, sit and thank him, sit and praise him. He didn't ask you to do anything. He didn't ask you to move. He just wants you to sit and know that he is God, that he is God that will do miracles on your behalf. And so I want to encourage you that being desperate, Oh my God, it is rich soil in the spirit. Um, literally, I think about, um, I want to share with you this passage. And it is in Mark at 9, 23 through 24. And it says, immediately, the father of the boy cried out. And in the Amplified Version, it says, with a desperate and piercing cry saying, I do believe, help me um, overcome my unbelief. And the things that I want to point out in this particular passage is the word immediately. Listen, there, there becomes y'all, there gets to be some things in our life that you got to quickly turn to God. You have to know who your help is and who your strength is. And I want to encourage you to let you know that your strength and your answer, there's a, a desperation, but it said in this scripture immediately. And I, I don't know. I just feel like a quickening. Like, I mean, some things it's got to drop you to say, God, before I even go in the bank to fill out this immediately, I'm consulting you. God, here's what the doctor said. Immediately, I'm going to begin to speak your word. God, this situation immediately. Y'all, we have to immediately turn to him. He is our help. I keep hearing. I'm thinking about um, 
the, the scripture that says, you know, why are you cast down? My, you know, it, it, David began to say some things. He said, hope thou in God. You know, y'all, our hope has to be tied to someone who immediately he can do anything. But we have to know that we've got to turn to him and run to him in every situation. But the thing that's so um powerful about this is if you go to to verse 22 I love it I can almost see a little if I could say a um a little kind of I can't think of the word I want to use but Jesus kind of like do you know who you're talking to but in verse 22 it says the teacher responds to Jesus and says if you can do anything take pity on us and help us and and let me kind of give you this desperate situation in Mark 9 um and 24 we have a situation where one of the teachers, he's bringing his son and his son is possessed with the spirit. The son can't speak. And this, this spirit is harming him. Literally, it would seize him, throw the boy down. He's still foaming at the mouth and the disciples couldn't drive him out. And we're going to talk about that. And so they bring the boy to Jesus and literally the teacher who is his son, he responds to Jesus and says, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us out. And y'all in verse 23, this is where I want you to, to remember Jesus said to him, and it's almost kind of like, he was like, who you think you're talking to? But he said, you say to me, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes and trusts in me. And it's almost like the Lord, like, do you know who I am? If I can. And y'all, it's like at his word, it said in verse 24, immediately the father of the boy cried out with a desperate and piercing crying, say, I do believe and help my overcome, overcome my unbelief. And there's two things that I want to share with you in that passage that I think is important. Number one is he recognized who he was talking to. And he said, I believe, but I also saw the honesty in there. But he said, Lord, in it, in other words, if there is any doubt, help my unbelief. And that's what we have to be. Listen, we're still human. And so I believe our cry has to be desperate, just like this man was. He needed something to happen. But maybe you go into the doctor or maybe you're dealing with a financial situation and it, it needs a miracle. It's OK. You know, you might look at the situation and be over. Overwhelming, but I, I hear God saying, just like he said to him, he said, if I can do anything, he said, all things are possible to the one who can believe. And so I cry has to be God. I believe. And if there's anything in me that's doubting, help that unbelief. And y'all at our honesty, he will do something. But I want to let you know. That that there has to be such a desperation for God. And this was so important because Jesus reminded him who he was talking to. And it was like there was a realization to the teacher to say, "Okay, hold on. Let me immediately cry out with a desperate cry. And I, I, like I said, I love that he was honest, which is such an important part of our prayer. Don't come to God, you know, oh, father who can do anything. You know, you don't trust that he can do anything. My God, no, be honest with him. Begin to desperately let him know I need you in this situation. And I'm going to tell you something. When you're desperate, when you are desperate for God, y'all, you desperation means th that I need something to happen, but I can't do nothing until it happens. You won't let go until he bless you. You won't move until you hear from him. You won't touch nothing. You you don't get desperate and then make your own way. You don't get desperate and then um, invite other resources. You don't get desperation says, 
Nothing or no one can do this but you. And I want to encourage you today in your prayer to become desperate. Y'all, that's where I am. That's what big faith is tied to. You hear me say big faith all the time. Big faith is realizing that it's not me. But I stay in a desperate situation to say, God, if you don't move on behalf of my family, if you don't do this, there is no other resource or no other source outside of you. But I recognize that God is the source and he is the source of all resources. Listen, everything I need is in him. And so big faith is recognizing that God, I am trusting you. I am desperate for a touch for you. And so I want to encourage you not to just pray y'all, but to stay in a desperate situation, letting him know that you are invited in my life. And then the next thing that I wanted, um, to deal with is that there, I, I talked about this on the first part that there's power that's in prayer. And I believe if, when you look at, um, different versions, it speaks, you know, it says different things. But as I mentioned above, the disciples couldn't pray. He, it couldn't drive them out. And so after this, you know, situation that the, we see at the end, Jesus, the crowd was coming and he literally spoke. Listen, when the spirit saw him, the spirit began to drive. They already knew who he was coming up on. And he cast the spirit out and he said, they said the boy was literally like limp and God raised him up. But the disciples came to him and said, why were we not able to cast out this spirit in Mark 9 and 29? And in the Amplified Version, it says this power comes through prayer. Jesus was powerful because he was prayerful. Y'all, and that's what I want you to understand. There is nothing in you that can handle situations. When you recognize your inferiority to his superiority, y'all, it'll keep you in a desperate situation. We got to live in such a place that we say, God... If you say, Latrice, why do I need to pray? Because that's where your power lies. The power is in the spirit, y'all. And as you begin to yield yourself in prayer and begin to get desperate to say, God, I need you to move, then you can get up. And it's not about being exalted in yourself, but we can speak to situations. We can cause atmospheres to change. We can literally cause kingdom like the scripture says to pray thy kingdom come thy will be done we will know the will of God through the spirit and we can begin to declare the will of God on earth y'all so there is power that is in prayer and so I just want to encourage you this morning to get desperate to know that your power he said that it is through prayer. And I believe that as we are imitators of Christ, we too possess the same power and authority that he did. It, in the scripture, it says, as we abide in him and he in us, we will walk in power. Y'all, in Philippians 2 and 13, it states, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. And in an amplified version, I already told you what it said, for it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. That is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. So listen, you have got to stay. If if you said, Latrice, why prayer? Y'all, we can't afford not to pray. For you to not pray means that you are lacking power. You are lacking strength. You are lacking. Y'all, we need to pray. We need, there's some things on this earth. We are in a time that is full of wickedness. This world is coming to an end. And you see the enemy. He is, I mean, on a rampage. He is seeking, just like the Bible said, to, to deceive. He is going to and fro, seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. But here's the thing. As the people of God, that 
does not worry me because I understand who I am in God. I understand the power that I possess in prayer. I stay desperate, y'all. Listen, I'm not, I, I, I live in a way that I understand as much as I love my husband, as much as he is a man of wisdom, y'all, my trust is not in Javiel. I'm not trusting in my job or his job, but I stay desperate to say, God, if you don't answer us, if there's some things that Javier and I are believing God for, and I know that God is going to do it, and I, he has the unlimited resources. Listen, let's go to our scripture for this week. He said, I have unlimited in Ephesians 3 and 16. Paul said, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources that he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. So you can't afford not to pray. Y'all, how are you going to get the resources? How are you going to get the strength? How are you going to get the power? How are you going to get the boldness? I'm telling you that we don't have to take anything from the devil. When you recognize who God is, when you begin to lead your life, like I tell y'all, Ephesians 4 and 1, when you begin to live in light of the cross and understand the call that you have. Y'all, we don't have to lay down and take anything, but we can stand boldly in the face of the enemy. We can begin to declare heaven on earth, y'all, but it is through the spirit. It is recognizing that as we stay desperate, as we keep our hands cupped up and say, God, I'm in a drought. I need a fresh touch today. I, I'm not asking you to, to be the God of yesterday. I need you to do a new thing. I need you to refill me today. I need you to touch me before I go into this job. I need I need fresh wisdom. I need good sense to know how to, to operate this business deal. I'm getting ready to go into the doctor's office, but I already know that you are a healer. I already know that by your stripes, the blood that was shed on Calvary is flowing from me as we begin to listen. There is power in the word of God. I told you the word is powerful. It is effective. It is changing y'all. And so you can't afford not to pray because you change situations. You change situations in the spirit. As you begin to get desperate and you begin to get on your knees, y'all, something happens in the spirit and then we can begin to declare it in the natural. So I want to encourage you today to get desperate, to begin to call out to God, to draw nigh to him. He said, if we draw nigh to him that he will begin to draw nigh to us, y'all. He said that we can call out to him and he will begin to answer us. And so I just want you to stay encouraged. Literally, I was thinking about... um. The scripture, it says, call upon the Lord and he will answer. We have to begin to know that as we stand on his heart, y'all, when we hope, I, I think about um, Psalms 57 and two, and y'all know I, I talk about that scripture a lot. I can't, for some reason, shake that scripture, but it David was beginning to say something to us. And I want you to, there's a hope that we should have, but also we have to recognize that our hope is not in ourselves. Our hope is in Christ. And that's what David was saying in this scripture. He said, hold on. Why are you cast down? He said, I cry out to the most, to the most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose in me. David was kind of like, wait a minute. I, I'm not going to look as unto myself. It's not about me. He said, but I'm crying out to someone who can accomplish all things on my behalf for he completes my purpose in my, in his plan. And so that's what I want you to began to remember. But then I was thinking about, you know, again, as I said, as we draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to us. But the scripture that I was thinking about as well, 
was Psalms 42 and 5. And it says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again. Listen, that's what I want to encourage you with. It's not going to be by your strength. Y'all, there's no reason to be cast down. There's no reason to be looking like, oh my God, am I going to make it? Listen, he said, in Psalms 42 and 2, it said, my soul, my life, my inner self thirst for God, for the living God. When will I come and see the face of God? Y'all, I want to let you know that as you begin to draw nigh to him, like I said, he will draw nigh to you. He will answer you. He will come to you. And I love this. I can't shake because I hear David because it's almost like, like I told you, you have to even in prayer, you got to know what to tell yourself. When you get up out of prayer, you don't think that the enemy is mad. He is going to attack you. But listen, like David said, why are you in despair? Oh, my soul, you got to begin to talk to yourself. Why have you become restless and disturbed? But it ends. He said, hope in God and wait expectantly for him, for I shall again praise him. Y'all, that's where we have to be. When we begin to, after we pray, we know that there's power after you're desperate and you tell God, okay, I need you to rain down in this situation. Listen, don't you get discouraged, but you stay, you wait on God. You know that God, you heard my prayer. I'm going to be encouraged in the faith and know that my hope is tied to you. It's not tied to ourselves. And if it's tied to you, yeah, you're going to be discouraged. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be up and down. But if you like David and you say, I'm going to hope in my God, I'm going to put my trust in God, then you can begin to stand and know that Psalms 25 and 4 it is relevant to you. And it says, show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. I don't care what you're going. You in need of a doctor. You in need of a financial solution. You need, maybe you done got blessed. So you got blessings overflowing and you just need to know what to do with the blessings. Listen, Psalms 25 and 4 says he will show us the right path. He will point out the road for you to follow. And so I want to encourage you today. I Listen, I keep saying I'm going to go over two things and I can only get through one. So I think for the next podcast episode, I'm going to just deal with one. That That's wisdom from my husband. My husband told me that the other day. He said, baby, just take one thing at a time. <laughs> take one thing at a time. And I, I believe he's right. Listen, that's why there's a covering. My husband, he has such wisdom, but he always, you know, he guides me and he gives me such good points. So I'm going to go ahead and take that one. But I'm going to deal with one thing at a time. So today, as I've only gotten through one, I want to encourage you to be desperate for God. And I know that desperate can be such a vulnerable place. When we think about desperation, you know, it's that that part of us that's so open, that is so, um, I just keep hearing vulnerable. But I'm telling you, desperation is a breeding ground for miracles because it says, God, I'm putting, and that's where God wants. Y'all, sometimes, even like I told you, I, I would encourage you to listen to um, my podcast. And I even did a Bible study on how to go through trials. Y'all, a lot of times God allows things to, to happen to us. Sometimes when we're going through things, we have to kind of take a, a, a stop. You know, I, I, I did a podcast on stop, sit and seek. When we're going through things, we have to begin to stop because sometimes God is getting our attention. A lot of times, maybe we we have not included him. We have gotten away from him and he knows how to bring us to our knees. I'm not saying that, you know, he's a God of evil and he going to put, but the Lord will use anything if it's going to get our attention. And sometimes he got to get us to where we look up. And so he will cause us to get desperate. He will cause us to fall on our knees because he knows that as we come to our knees, our eyes are going to be on him. And that's the place that he's trying to get us. And then for some of us, 
It's a place of a little bit of a whipping. You know, you you've left me out. You've been doing it your way. So let me show you how that's working. And then that brings us to a desperate situation. And then some of us, we are living for him, but we recognize him as our source. And so we begin to cry out and be and stand in a desperate place. Either way it goes to be desperate is to be in a place of literally getting ready to reap from him. Y'all is calling out to him and saying, you and you alone, God, can handle this situation. I'm looking as unto you. And so as I'm as I'm literally encouraging you through prayer, y'all, I want to encourage you to get desperate, to call out to the name of the Lord. And listen, if you are listening to me. And you say, Latrice, I don't know God. I, I don't know him in my life. I haven't been leading a life that's worthy. You're saying that I have a call and I don't believe he could call me for anything. Well, let me tell you that when he created you, he created you for a purpose. Listen, there is something for you to do. God didn't create mess. He didn't create anything that he didn't have any intention for why he created you. But what we have to do is yield our life so that we can walk in what he intended for us to do. And and it's intended for us to be. And the only way you can do that is to give your life to him. And so I want to, first of all, let you know, yes, you are and were created for such a time as this. He has a work for you to do, but you cannot do it in yourself. If you have been listening to me, let me tell you something. It is not of your strength, but what I would want you to do is to get desperate for a change. Begin to call out to him and tell him just what you just said. Lord, I have not been leading a life. I have not been living a life as unto you. And I'm desperate for a change. I'm desperate to see your mark on my life. I'm desperate to see your hand. I want to know why was I cre created. I, I would encourage you to get desperate to just see, okay, wait a minute. What would change look like? Begin to go after him with all your heart. And if you would just cry unto him and be honest, listen, I think about that teacher. He said, Lord, help my unbelief. Let them know, God, I don't even know where to start, but I'm calling out to you. And if you would just literally repent, if you would ask God to come into your life and say, God, I am willing to yield my life to you. I want to change. I want to stop doing wrong. I want to stop living a life that displeases you. And I repent of my sins and I confess and I believe with my heart that you are Lord and the Savior that can change me and that you died for my sins. And you do that and you ask him to come into your life. Let me tell you something. Not only have you are you saved and you are now a believer, but he will do just that. He will begin to change your life. He will begin to put you on a path that he designed specifically for you. Let me tell you, do you know how beautiful that is? Y'all, when you were created, he said, I knew you before you were in your mother's room. He has a plan that was designed specifically for you. I literally think about that like think about it. Now, I love clothes. I love, um, you know, just dressing. I, I like dressing up. I like being different. I like, you know, I've always been that girly girl. I can kind of get in the chucks and the jeans and the hats and I like some, a little bit of bling with that, but I also love suits and heels and I just like dressing up, but I specifically think about if you are into clothes, there's nothing like meeting a great designer and having them design something for you. Okay. Like something that you going to wear that was specifically tailored for you. No one has it because it was designed for you. Y'all that's our life. He said, I designed you with a purpose. And then I designed a way that is specifically for you. I can't do it. No one else can do it. But listen, if we do not yield our 
our life to you. He can get anything accomplished. He said, if you ain't going to yield, I think about Mordecai. That's what Mordecai told Esther. Esther was on a plan that was specifically designed for her. I mean, you can, I can't even talk. You can see God's providential hand all throughout her life. But Mordecai, when it was time for that purpose to come about, listen, Esther was sitting there kind of like, you trying to get me killed? And Mordecai said, now don't be fooled. First of all, know that you can either decide to do this because I believe you were created for such a time as this. But if you don't, do know that God's plan will go forth. And that's what I want to encourage you. You say, why yield? Listen, to know that God designed you. He literally designed you with a specific purpose that no one else can do. He put something in you that I don't even have. He put something in me that you don't have. Y'all, we have a calling and a purpose for our life. How unique is that? How, I mean, I, like again, I think about that designer's original. We are designer's original. And to know that God fitted me, he made me for such a time as this. And I am a, a source. I am, I'm sorry. I am a resource to something that God needs to get done. Y'all, how honorable is that? And so why would you not want to yield your life? I would begin to be praying all the time. God, you gave me a God given unique purpose for this time. Well, show it to me. Y'all, we should begin to cry out. That's something to get desperate about. God, show me your plan for my life. Show me how I am to be a solution in this earth, how I am to be an imitator of your love and your glory in this earth. And so I want to encourage you as you Give your life to the Lord. Begin to get in his word. Begin to read John and Luke and, and learn who Jesus was. But then begin to seek God and say, God, I want to see your hand, your invisible hand work throughout my life. And I'm telling you, he will do it. So again, this is Latrice. I want to encourage you to begin to get desperate, get desperate in your prayer and ask for God to show up and show out. And let me tell you, he will do it. I pray something I said today will bless has blessed you i pray you have a wonderful wonderful week and we will begin with the next part um part three of the episode which will be the guidance of prayer in prayer there is a guidance god will guide us through our prayer and so i want to talk to you of why it's even important that we pray so that we can get guidance so stay tuned for episode three again have a wonderful day bye Remember, this is Latrice Bartley with Beauty and Purpose, reminding you that you were created for such a time as this.